And I think that just, that flicked this switch in me where I was like, okay, fuck you, watch this. Dougie, you told me he been on some positive shit, yeah, yeah. Lately, I just wanna show up and body some shit, yeah, yeah. Always been a little mathematician. Lately, this cash I'm getting. Got me losing count of these bags. I've been moving too fast. Hard times don't last. Remember when cops are rats talking out my ass. Boy, you ain't shit but a bitch with a badge. All my life. They be trying to keep me down. All this time. Never thought I'd make it out. No, no. No. All my life. All my life. They be trying to keep me down. I decided I had to finish. But the media called me a menace. I just said with the mayor and politicians. I'm trying to change the image. You can't blame my past no more. I come from the trenches. Some said I'd never be a superstar. But I know I'm different. I'm the voice. But the system ain't give me a choice. Know some people that still undeployed. I know a felon who trying to get foy. Child support, your only support. For a visit, I'm going through courts. Went to jail, they was chaining me up. And you know that I'm famous as fuck. See, how you gon' joke about stimulus? But they really had came in the clutch. I know some kids wanna hurt themselves. Stop trying to take drugs, I refer to myself. Trying to better myself, trying to better my health. But all my life, they be trying to keep me down. All this time. Thought I'd make it out. No, no. No. All my life. Baby, trying to keep me down. First generation. Oh, shit. They be trying to bring us down all our lives. All our lives. But we're back once again with Jim and Jeff, episode 10. But yeah. it's Jim and them, episode 792. It's got to be way more than 10, but yeah, I don't know. I, someone someone do the math. But I've been sick off and on all last week. They got me, and I went to the doctor. I said, doctor, is it the vid? Did I get the vid again? Mm. He said, no. It's not the vid. That's the good news. The bad news is it's AIDS because you're you're gay. <laughs> I said, what? I'm not gay. I love the ladies. They just don't like me. Oh. And he said, no, not gay like homosexual. Gay like it's 2004. You can't even kickflip. I said, well, I can kickflip. He said, you listen to Simple Plan. I was like, I don't listen to Simple Plan. <laughs> Ah, uh, but anyways, Jim Scampoli, how are you? Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we're taking it back to 2004, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude I'm fucking gay, dude. You got full blown age because you fucking you don't you you listen to my chemical romance. <laughs> I heard little Dirks on some positive shit. Yeah, dude, little Dirk rules. I didn't know because he used to suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he, he has those great memes of just him looking fucking Yeah, isn't up. he the one crazy eyes? Yeah, he has yeah. crazy eyes all the time like he's on, off a damn beat. Isn't he boys with um, Chief Keef? Yeah, he's OG Chief Keef. He was on some Chief Keef songs. Is he one of the guys? Wasn't like, wasn't 6 9 like calling some of them out or... I don't Someone know. called Little Dirk. I remember in one of the beefs we had covered, the many a beefs that we covered on the show. 
Someone was trying to call out Dirk. <laughs> it is funny because his name is like Dirkman or something. He does have the, like the funniest like real name, little Dirk, real name. <laughs> it's like it, real Dirk. name Dirkio. <laughs> it's not. It's something so funny. Oh no, it's just Dirk. <laughs> well, like that's just his name. Is just Dirk. Yeah, D U R K. That's his first name or last name. Dirk Derek Banks. Oh wow. <laughs> Why do they go with Derek as the middle name? <laughs> it's me, Dirk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't um, actually. I was thinking about this. I didn't pull up the new clip. But we, we didn't cover it like a month or a month and a half ago, whenever it was, the Hassan Minaj controversy. Ooh. Because he came with receipts recently. It's weird that he took so long. Yeah. But for people that don't know, there was um he what the fuck was it? Oh, his stories were proven to be like embellished or made up or something. Well, his story was like he he opened a letter and spilled anthrax on his kid. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, I guess the thing is, I guess with him, it's it's a more particular case because those type of comedians are like virtual signal virtual signaling in a way. So I yeah. guess you are supposed to assume that their stories are true but then again but like isn't the basis of their virtue signaling is this happened to me that's what i mean <laughs> that's what i'm saying because honestly my first thought is like yeah so what if you made those up like he's a stand-up i would assume like most things most of those stories are made up but that's like but his things are like he's like they're like right. soapboxing about there's an like, implied this yeah. is racism. This is what I, I like. This his, is what like people, my wife said. If you keep doing comedy, you're endangering our children. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the same as a like uh, the other the other day. My girl was sucking my dick and she puked on me. Like, yeah. and it's like that you didn't, didn't happen. Read my notes. And it's like yeah, no, I know it didn't happen. I <laughs> I made it up to tell us a funny story on yeah, stage. Yeah, it's not a puke on me joke. Is like I was uh, I was hate crimed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did have something about like. Like he was playing basketball with like an FBI agent or some shit. I well, don't know. He was gonna go to prom with a girl, and then his the mom the girl's mom said, "No, you're too dark," or like, "Yeah, we don't want her going to prom with you because you're not white." Something like that. That's the uh, only one I saw him like disprove. I didn't watch the whole video. And it just it 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 uh it doesn't help him. I mean, it helps us in our Schadenfreude. Um, but it doesn't help him that he's just so unlikable. Like yeah. to me, he's so unlikable. He just makes shit comedy, and but, like anytime you make comedy that's like has a message of like, oh, I had it so hard because I'm brown. I like I immediately hate you because you're brown. <laughs> well, and his whole thing is just that it's not even so much the content of where he's coming from, where it's like he's trying to, you know. Uh, portray the the like a person experience racism or whatever it's just that he's the guy that's just he's smug yeah so like i don't know some some smug comedians can pull it off but also the smug is supposed to be part of the bit of like i'm an idiot right but it's Whereas, never i'm an idiot yeah like, i'm smart and smug <laughs> it's like a seth meyers like I don't like Seth Meyers either. And I guess he kind of has like the whole like white people are fucking the worst. Yeah. But also it's just more so that he's smug and you get the impression that he thinks he's the best. Yeah. He thinks he's or even like a Bill Maher is yeah. like a great oh, example. Of yeah. That Bill Maher has been on a tear this week. And like even if some of the stuff he says, I don't necessarily disagree with. 
I'm just like, ugh, but like you're just hateable. Oh, like, do you disagree because you're a dumbass racist? Yeah, or like what's his face from back in the day, um, Dennis Miller. Yeah. Is Dennis Miller still around? Is he alive? I think he's alive. He's just hiding. <laughs> like, <laughs> He knows what he did. Remember when Dennis Miller did like football commentary? Oh, that was when I first started watching like football. And even I was like, this guy, get this fucking guy out of here. It's like, <laughs> hey, hey, ah, so. it's like a tell of the hunt taking on the Andes. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Yeah, all right, bro. <laughs> yeah, four yard gain. <laughs> <laughs> Listen uh, here, Chachi. Well, I'm trying yeah, to see, does Chachi he have guy. like social media or something? What is Dennis Miller up to? Ooh, he's hiding. He knows. He knows better. Dennis Miller, he's got a Facebook. What does he got? An Insta? He's got <laughs> he a, a Facebook and a Finsta. <laughs> Dennis yes. Miller. He's posted sexy pics on his Finsta. Uh, from five weeks ago, I'm going with chipmunks over squirrels for my money, you. And it's just a picture of him on a hiking trail in the woods. <laughs> the joke's okay, I guess. <laughs> I like that it's like nonsensical. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You? <laughs> I like throwing it to you. <laughs> Maybe I love Dennis Miller. Trying to see if he's on tour. Is he playing any shows? <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, Hassan, he's just he's unfunny. He's hateable. Although I think um I think our good friend Brian the Bone Wolf liked him. That makes and then sense. he had his own show on Netflix too, because it's it's also like I'm just so sick of, and I've I probably said this many times in this show, brown people. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm just so sick of like the political angle, like, and I don't mean like you can make joke. It's fine to make political jokes, yeah. but when that's like your whole identity, and then you have this dumb show where a lot a big chunk of it is you like looking in the camera and being like. So what do we think about uh, healthcare, guys? Healthcare is a yeah, and you're just student loans are kind of like a well, and you're just pandering to your base, like like the only one that was good at it was fucking a Daily Show guy, and it was just because he was funny. Yeah, John Stewart. Yeah, and everyone else failed since. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also he just destroyed comedy, ruined comedy. Yeah, because even when he came back, clapter. and then when he came back with his own show, like that wasn't very good. Yeah, he tried to like capture the old magic again, and yeah. it, it. But it's similar to like going back to what we were talking about before, like with The Office. Like, um, I still love the British Office, but then they tried to do, or Ricky Gervais did a like movie. I mean, it's a few years ago now. I don't know if it was like 2017, 2018. He did like Life on Tour or something. It was like David Brent, like trying to make his music career thing happen. Uh-huh. I think Jake kind of liked it and I watched it, but I don't even know if it was necessarily bad. It was just that that format was so fucking played out that yeah. at that point when I tried to watch, I'm like, I can't even, I can't even watch Your this. moment is over. You can't yeah. keep doing your thing. Like you have to find a new thing at this point. We've moved past but, your thing because everyone did your thing to death. Yeah. And that's what it is like with shit like this or even um, John Oliver's show, which I'm sure is fine. I, I'm, John I, Oliver used to be funny. I don't even remember that. He was like on Daily Show. Like <laughs> I remember him being on the Daily Show, but I always hated him because I just hate his accent. Sure. <laughs> so I mean, funny. we hate the British. Yeah. Uh, but 
it's just that format. It's just so done. It's just so over for me. I can't. Well, if even you, if it's good, I can't sit and watch it. And it's still you. It's still so obviously just serving an agenda. Like it's not. He never like goes against the left. It's yeah. never like it's like he never has both sides of anything. And so it's just like clearly you're just pushing your sponsor's agenda. <laughs> like mm. it's never like it's not edgy in any way. You're not yeah. making. Yeah, like you're not. If you're not offending anyone, then you're just doing like you're just basically late night again. Like you're just doing late night for a different for just like the younger, gayer crowd. (laughs) And it's just it just became so like, yeah, everyone was there was a bunch of shows like that. And then the comedians started doing that same thing on stage where it's like you kind of say something and then make a face. Yeah. And I don't know, whatever. Either way, you, you know what we're talking about. And then so, yeah, it came out a New Yorker story. About Hassan Minaj, um, with uh, yeah, his his uh, his stand up bits. One of them we had mentioned, yeah, he'd mentioned that his uh, prom date's mother said something about you know him being a person of color or whatever, wasn't white, so she'd want to go. Uh, there's also, I guess, a bit where he got yeah mail with a powder. That he thought might have been anthrax, yeah. and he spilled it onto his daughter's head or something, and rushed her to the hospital. Uh, let's see what else. So yeah, he admitted that his daughter was never exposed to white pow- powder or hospitalized. He maintained that a letter with white powder was white powder was sent to his house, and he joked with his wife, "Holy shit! What if this was anthrax?" Uh, he talked about an FBI informant who infiltrated his family's mosque in Sacramento. Brother Eric was a white man who said he was a, co- a convert to Islam. He said Brother Eric tried to get the men of the congregation to talk about jihad, and he would mess with Brother Eric by saying he was applying to get his pilot's license. The police allegedly showed up and slammed Minaj onto the hood of the car. The story was also fabrication. Um, but, I, yeah, I think it's I, it's a weird line because in a in most cases... I would just think like, oh, who gives a fuck? He yeah. made up some stories. But yeah, there is like an implication here that he's, you know, speaking truth to power or something like that. So I guess you do have to kind of be uh, held to a higher standard. But I did see, I didn't pull this up, so I want to pull it up now. I did see that he came with receipts, though. Yeah. And he's saying that it's bullshit. Although actually, was it on yeah, YouTube? Yeah, I could only I stomach him talking for about five seconds. Although, which is great because I, again, I haven't even watched this video, but I assume is this video just going to be like those shows we were just talking about where he's just going to be like, and folks, when blah, 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 and then maybe even cut to a clip and then cut back to him and he'll make um, a face. I don't know if it was that. I just remember he, he was just like, he was talking about the story. The only one I w- sat through was him talking about the story about like the girl or whatever at prom and it was just okay. basically like it didn't happen exactly the way he said <laughs> okay like it happened but a, like a different course of events or something yeah news coming out of the middle east right now feels devastating and hopeless okay well, and i've been asked by a lot of people to give my perspective on what is happening in the region so here's my response to the new I've york i've also been asked Wait a second. Dude, you know... Oh, it is. You're right. No, you're He's right. already doing the face. No, but and you know what's, what's great here? It's because he's going to do a few things from what I'm gathering. 
again, I just had to pull this up. I didn't have it ready, so I didn't watch this ahead of time. But he get he, he was probably sitting there like, "Fuck, I could be doing so much. I could be doing so many bits right now on uh, what's going on in the Middle East with Israel and everything, and like gaining more clout." But I got this shit, this cloud fucking uh, hovering over me about this New Yorker piece about my comedic bits, which he should have answered sooner because he did wait like a month. Yeah. Uh, So he's like, fuck, I need to try to get out from under this other shit because I'm missing all this fucking golden opportunity right now. I got my Middle East chunk. Yeah. I got to work in my chunk. (laughs) We'll we'll see what he weaves in and out of his new hour. (laughs) Aren't you a liar? Now, for those of you who don't know, back in September, the New Yorker ran a piece on me called Hassan Minhaj's Emotional Truths. Oh, it's in which Hassan. Hassan. Well, and that was the whole takeaway. It's like even like the um, the article was trying to kind of it like explain away like what he did, like calling lies emotional truths. Yes. <laughs> because that was like his whole or angle. my truth. Yeah, you got to talk like, about my truth. It's about the vibe or of the greater what I'm good. Saying. It doesn't matter if what I'm saying happened. Yeah, it doesn't matter if uh they it doesn't matter if someone didn't say, "Hey, this is Trump country." Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, Jesse Smollett, because yeah. that probably did happen to someone. Yes, so, exactly. <laughs> just got to get that exactly. out there. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, hit the mic there. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, but uh, you know, it doesn't matter if nobody called me an a sand N word. <laughs> it's because everyone's calling me a sand N word. If yeah. you think about it, it doesn't matter if no one ripped my hijab off yeah. in public because it probably happened to someone at Did one time. Did someone mail me anthrax post like in 2020? <laughs> like when, <laughs> mailing anthrax was a fake thing. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> like that wasn't a real thing. Yeah, that was that was like uh, that was back October we justi- 2001 when we were justifying. Going yeah. to Iraq, like that's not a good angle to go with. It was like proven Fact. not a real thing. <laughs> Checked my stand-up specials and found some factual inaccuracies that they wanted to ask me about. So I sat down with them to explain my writing process and why I make certain creative choices in my stand-up. Now, when the article came out, it got picked up by almost every single news outlet, all of them basically saying the same thing. Critics are raising questions about Hassan Minhaj. Oh my God! It is in this style. Other, it's in the same uh, format. Should be more truthful with their materials. One of Mr. Minhaj's stories <laughs> is about a white girl. He asked. It's to so funny. He looks like he that. Spurned him on the big. Well, he looks when like when parents... there's like a cartoon mole or something like, uh, uh, or like or an not like yeah. not an anteater because that's Arthur. But yeah. yeah, it does look like an Arthur character almost. Yeah, or like he, yeah. yeah, like a racist drawing of a Jewish guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he literally is that, and then he does that. <laughs> didn't want pictures taken with a brown boy, except it never happened. Now with everything that's happening in the world, I'm aware even talking with about everything this now, that's happening in the world so trivial. But being accused of faking racism is not trivial it is very serious and it demands an explanation so is it trivial or not trivial yeah well it's not trivial because me yeah because me because <laughs> me <laughs> and me. It, i gotta get to my uh israel chunk <laughs> one who read that article i want to answer the biggest question that's probably on your mind is hassan minhaj secret also if i'm racist because like for a good chunk of that day, I was just thinking he was the Andrew Schultz sidekick guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think I remember you saying something like that. And and I was, everyone, like, what, I was what? like, why is no one reacting Yeah, I was like, why do you keep bringing up Andrew Schultz? I don't think this... Because I, I think he even Googled it. I was like, 
Were they friends? No, it was just some other Indian yeah. guys. His, his toady. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath all that pomade is Hassan Minhaj, just a con artist. It is really funny that um, he was basically, I mean, it, I, I, I don't know that uh, this is all speculation, but it seemed like he was basically the next in line for the daily show like the from what the outsider perspective was is like he was like the front runner and then all this came out and they're like nah <laughs> nah it's almost like the media has uh, the media has something against uh, middle eastern guys <laughs> and maybe they dropped it right at the perfect time yeah. the media yeah it was just a conspiracy to make sure hassan minaj didn't get it to host a gig when I they mean, would that love makes sense no it doesn't the media? make sense no, it doesn't make sense. The media doesn't like Muslim guys. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but it also doesn't make sense. Like a conspiracy against poor Hassan, the guy that was pushed to the stars nope. for no reason. But it's perfect because he is he is a fraud, but also if you're the media, you're like, we got to stop this fraud from getting there. I get what you're saying. It's just, it doesn't make sense because that same media is what pushed him. Like he skyrocketed to the top for doing, for not being funny. All right. Okay. But I, isn't I, that the internet? I mean, I don't want to get not the media. No, I mean he was on the, his platform was the Daily Show. Yeah, but he had they give him enough, but not the. I don't. The, I mean, he was golden his platform goose. was the Daily Show. Netflix gave him a show. Yeah, uh, that is that the was media. his own show. Like I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense. Okay. Who uses Touché. fake racism and Islamophobia to advance his career? Because after reading that article, I would also think that. So I took a beat before responding, because like you, I've been paralyzed by the news coming out of the Middle East. <laughs> and that is hilarious to me. All the criticism. I had to take a minute because all this shit going on in the Middle East. So I had to wait till things were hitting a fever pitch, fever pitch, then drop my receipts. Yeah, I don't know what uh, you and Zempai are getting into in the chat. <laughs> I don't about. understand what he's saying. He's like, oh, yeah, HBO is left wing. Yes. Every media is left wing. Yeah, I mean, I think I. I mean, again, I don't. <laughs> I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. But <laughs> I. Uh, I don't think it's. It, I think many people do uh, subscribe to the idea that a lot of major media companies have have a left wing slant. They all. Yeah, like literally, they all do. Except I guess unless Fox he's talking do. about. <laughs> like, unless he's saying like. You know, some people are like, that's not actual left. You know, you mean like liberal, like unless oh, he's doing that yeah, maybe thing. Maybe he's doing that. Which, I mean, I think we have a commonality of language here where uh, we, we know what we're talking about All to right. a certain extent when you're referring to something. Because when they're like, those aren't like people that consider themselves right. left. No, I guess it's and they're like Che Guevara communism. Because yeah. <laughs> like sometimes you get left wing or uh, Zimbabwe like paints his nails or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm not way. talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say to anyone who felt betrayed or hurt by my stand-up, I am sorry. I made artistic choices to express myself and drive home larger issues affecting me and my community. And I feel horrible that I let people down. And the reason I feel horrible is because I'm not a psycho. But this New Yorker article definitely makes me look like one. It was so needlessly misleading. I think this video itself is psycho behavior. But also kind of. me as a person. <laughs> I like that it's got production. Truth is. Yeah, I mean, the production's what's putting me off a bit. Yes. Because is it feels it? way more calculated than, like, if he just made a video... Where I mean, I guess this would be bordering on like 
regular YouTube apology videos, which are not great either. But if he just made a video where he's like, hey, look, uh, I'm a comedian. And, you know, much like how you adapt uh, uh, a movie or TV show, things get adapted to the stage. It doesn't mean it's not real or whatever. You know, something like that that just felt more organic, I think it would feel more true and authentic. Whereas this feels very calculated, cold, edited, like a, like a, just a written out segment where, you know, some Harvard writers sat down because they had to work out the details and like a lawyer went over it or something. And threats to my family happened. And I said this on the record. So I'm going to do the most Justin Minaj thing ever. I'm going to do a deep dive on my own scandal with graphics because there was so much evidence. I gave the New Yorker that they ignored that I want to show. Okay, I see in the chat. So yeah, they're talking about socialism now. They're, yeah, they're left wing. talking about what So I guess should we be saying like, yeah, should we be saying like the liberal run media? Is that what you want? What, like Okay, wanna yeah. Hear? What words should I use to make it okay? I get it. I've seen it before. <laughs> like everyone knows what I mean when I mean the things that get platformed are like, the feel-good left Democrat stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. And if you have any other... Unless you're on a right-wing agenda network, which is like one network, like everything else, like every... But then I get... Night, that, every Tonight Show is left-wing media type stuff. <laughs> like, I mean, it's... It, what, I, I, get what you're, I get what you're both... I get what he's saying, but I also get what you're saying. I think he like understands what you mean, too. But real version. But it's also <laughs> like, similar to when someone's like... Oh, you're conservative, and they're like, "Well, that's not conservative. I'm talking about fiscally conservative. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. We can I'm talking about emo. I'm, yeah, no, you exactly. Mean chemical romance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, fucking uh, mineral. Dude. Yeah, you, you, yeah, dude. Nobody's talking about mineral. You're, you mean like emo gays? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, they eat the emo gays guy. And I'm like, I'm a realist. So, like, if you want to get into semantics, I guess we can get into. Semantics. I mean, he's right. I get what he's saying. It's just. But I also but the think left the as a whole too. is what like the media is. Is just the feel good do nothing democrats left so the thing you also hate the do nothing dems yes <laughs> like <laughs> i'm sorry that the communists don't control the media <laughs> like that's not what i'm saying i wasn't saying that is uh, hassan anabi is left wing right Sonanabi? <laughs> is that his name? What's his oh, name? Oh, oh, I thought the you Twitch meant this guy? guy. No, not this guy. I'm talking about the Twitch guy. Yeah, the rich Twitch they, guy that's yeah, he's Zimpai left. Yeah, Zimpai loves Sonanabi, actually. Oh. And we're actually, you know what's great is now we're back on the side of H3H3. I was going to, I did H3 see H3 redeemed. was like boys with that guy, wasn't he? And it? now he's getting redeemed. Or what's his name? Ethan. They Ethan had a Klein. show together. Ethan I'm Klein. calling him H3. And Ethan Klein. H3. <laughs> I called him H3H3. Yeah. yeah. H3. Yeah. Now, now we're seeing the redemption arch for H3. But anyways, back to Hassan and Abi. Yeah. Show you. So buckle up because it's about to get tedious. There are three stories from that article. Dude, that I, I also I hate the way he's being like, I know this is bullshit, but I gotta fucking do it. It's like, no, you don't. If you really think it's worthless or pales in comparison to what's going on in the media, you don't have to fucking do your 21 minute video right now. And you don't have to keep telling me during your 21 minute video, like, I know this is dumb, but Bear with me here as I explain my side of the story. Yeah. Well, no people are being exploded. Scare, but me. FBI informant story. But first, I want to talk about how and why I was rejected from prom. Now, let me first say this. I am 38 years old with a wife and two kids. I do not Does give a, a white shit wife? about prom. Oh. But Pull it up. Story from my first stand-up special in the New Yorker implied. Does he have a left-wing wife? Up. 
and that my race wasn't a factor. Let's see. I don't, I don't think so. Let's see. Bim Bop Amanda no, John. It's, it's Bina, Bina Patel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was you were right. close, dude. <laughs> you were pretty close. <laughs> oh, he failed though. He got the like the struggle wife. He should have waited and not got her pregnant and that got the hot white wife. <laughs> in my rejection. But it was, and I have the evidence to prove it. So in Homecoming King. I told a story about how I was supposed to go to prom with a white girl named Bethany Reed. Her it was real just name is not some Bethany. little story I in my uh, show called Homecoming King. King. <laughs> yeah. I say that I show up at Bethany's house on prom night, but at the doorstep, her mom tells me they don't want her to go to prom with me because they'll be taking a lot of pictures and they don't want their family back home to see her with a brown boy. Bethany's mom did really say that. It was just a few days before prom. And I created the doorstep Boom. scene to mm. drop the audience into the feeling of that moment, which I told the reporter. Is the doorstep moment true? Like, no. Is, did that happen? No, 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 no. It happened before. Like, but the emotional truth remains Ooh, the same. Ooh, you said emotional truth. Mom, yeah. like, hey, we, like, we take photos and we don't that want sucks. people to see. We have family back home. Did, did she sort of give that as the reason of like, my parents aren't comfortable with yes. going? To, yeah. Yes. You know, and yeah. it was, it just yeah. destroyed me. Yeah. Sure. That's understandable. The reporter said it's understandable. Dude, it's hilarious because this reminds me of, um, like, at this point, uh, it reminds me of <laughs> when we watched the Zachary Levy video where he's talking about Shazam, uh -huh. and he's trying to explain, like, no, 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 you don't see it. The movie's good, and the thing is, if people go see it, but what I meant was, like, the <laughs> universe, and, and you just sound like, I mean, he was more unhinged, like, Hassan, since this is very, like, planned, like he's coming off calm, but it feels like it's coming from the same place where yeah. I guess to what he's saying, yes, this is fucking absurd. Uh, all you really had to say was like, look, I'm a comedian. The, the, yeah, the stories verbatim are maybe not exactly true, but there's there's truth there. Like, I guess you could say emotional truth. I hate saying that, but like. <laughs> Yes, they've been changed a bit to adapt to fucking stand-up. But he just the, said, the emotional truth yes, is there to yeah. resonate with my audience, yeah. my lie. <laughs> but you don't understand, because when Shazam comes in, and then they're the, <laughs> and he can fight Black Adam, but then The Rock wouldn't be coming on the stage. Oh, my I God. I forget the Zachary Levi video. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was unhinged. He was crazy. <laughs> but none of what I explicitly said makes it in the article. This is what they wrote instead. She told me that she turned down Minhaj, who was then a close friend in person days before the dance. Minhaj acknowledged that this was correct, but he said that the two of them had long carried different understandings of her rejection. This whole paragraph makes it sound like I got friend-zoned by Bethany, and then I turned into an angry incel and then faked racism to get back at her. And I think this sentence is the reason why people believe that. He said that the two of them had long carried different understandings of her rejection. This sentence is incredibly misleading and implies the exact opposite of what I meant. Let me explain. Okay. Over a decade after prom, in August of 2014, Bethany and I met at a restaurant called Sarah Betts in New York, and we cleared the air on what her mom said to me at prom. Now, I talk about this in Homecoming King, and I also told The New Yorker about this meetup. She had an understanding that we were, like, totally cool. And, like, I had been carrying something completely different. And I just told her what it meant. Like, it's like, do you understand what it's like being a, like a skinny Muslim Desi Brown kid in Davis, California? And 
you know, we're always told to put our head down and just take it. And I did. Mm -hmm. And I carried this water for like years and years. When the article says we had different understandings, what I clearly meant was that Bethany never knew how much her family being racist had affected me. That's why we had different understandings, not because Bethany denied this happened. In fact, this guy definitely has the air of like, and not even just in this video, but he has the air of like, um, kind of like a crazy person trying not to be a crazy person. I don't know if yeah. it's just in his eyes. Um, yeah. And I guess maybe it's also because he kind of tries to have the quaff of a of a good looking gentleman. Yeah. Um, not that he's like ugly or anything like that. I mean, I need Mike here to tell me what, what kind of. <laughs> I don't know what is that. He has at. biceps. Yeah, but I guess it's just because because he kind of. I don't know if like, maybe it's his eyes or maybe they put makeup on him or something. But he kind of looks sickly a little bit. Well, and, Mike's uh, only said white guys are handsome ever. That's true. If you think about it. Yeah. And if I could go back to my emotional truth, I know I'm not looking at the chat anymore uh -oh. or whatever. Uh-oh. But uh, we were talking about how Discovery Plus isn't like a, the owners of uh, HBO isn't like a left wing. Because well, they own uh, CNN, right? Isn't it the same company? Yeah. The, uh, the owner, David Zaslev. <laughs> 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 what is that, bad? I don't know. It's a funny last name. Uh, well, Zaslav, he's the guy. People hate him because he's the one that um, shelved that Batgirl movie. Yes. And uh, that wouldn't be what a else did he do? Moon. He did something else with with uh, the DC that people are upset about. Yes. So people that's are, what I was people don't like him. Not his last name. Is it because he's Jewish? Is that a Jewish name? I don't even know. Is that a Jewish name? Zaslev? Yeah, is it? I don't know. It's about the Lev and the Zaz. Is Lev? And the David? <laughs> is Lev a Jewish name? <laughs> I mean, David. <laughs> I, uh, I don't, I, I'm okay, yeah, he's that. Jewish. What? He's Polish and Ukrainian. Oh, Jewish. <laughs> but I thought Ukraine hates the Jews. No, Jewish people are just Polish people. <laughs> no, Ukra I thought the Ukrainians are like Nazis or whatever. But yeah. they hate Jewish people. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's from Ukrainian descent. So you, we all agree that they're not left-wing. <laughs> I mean, I honestly don't know. Like, unless it's, like, super obvious Jewish name, I usually am like, wait, is that Jewish? I don't know. You got to develop spider sense like me. You listen <laughs> to more podcasts. <laughs> Uh, anyways, all right. Sorry. No, it's Bethany fine. basically my confirmed in writing that racism was a factor in the prom rejection. In 2015, I sent Bethany an email congratulating her on her wedding to a man of color, saying, I know I told you about sharing the story about us not being able to... Dude, it's so hilarious. Wait, that's crazy! It's so <laughs> hilarious that he congratulated her for marrying a man of color. That is Congrats. fucking great. You married a beep. <laughs> I want to say congratulations. It's amazing to see uh, you guys' story. Such an inspiration. I know I told you about sharing the story about us not being able to go to prom together. He thinks that makes him look good. That's crazy. Yeah. You guys getting married. It's proof that love conquers all. It's a testament to the way the world truly can be. And this is just such a smarmy fuck you email, yeah. by the way. <laughs> when like, I saw the blank, I was smiling ear to ear. Did you say the N-word there? Put <laughs> 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 a prom together. Yeah, and he all here's to a life filled with gorgeous Zayn Malik mixed raced babies. Wow. Fuck, dude. With that email sucks. To talk about forgiveness and I mean, if I, I feel How like would I, you post this and be like, why would he put yeah. this in the video? I feel like if I was that black guy, I'd be like, 
who is this fucking guy messaging you? What is he congratulating you for? <laughs> I don't know. Some nerd that I rejected. Perseverance. <laughs> but this ending, you guys getting married, is proof that love conquers all. It's a testament to the way the world truly can be. Wishing you guys the absolute best. And here's to a life filled with gorgeous Zayn Malik. What, this is, again, just babies. smug ass. Yep. Yeah. Hateable I'm shit. aware. I'm a racist. I write emails the way Lin-Manuel Miranda talks. I'm not proud oh, of it. Oh, he's Dude, aware look, he's of doing, how much it sucks. <laughs> no, look, but he's doing the thing that I like. we're talking about. He's doing the Daily Show thing. It cuts back to him where he's like, ha, but he can't even do it well. Like, it's not well, natural. With gorgeous Zayn Malik. Cut back to him. Yeah, oh, hand in like, his yep. palm. It would be John Stewart just looking at us like, yeah. I write emails the way Lin-Manuel Miranda talks. I'm not proud of it, but let's stay focused. Bethany then replies. Let's ignore oh, all of I that. I do think love conquers all. <laughs> and while it might always be challenging, true love is worth the fight. I didn't love we you. We also have the unique <laughs> opportunity to showcase both our cultures at the wedding uh. with a ceremony for each. I think my parents have come a long way too. And what would her parents have to come a long way from? Racism. Oh, boom. Oh, Shakalaka laka. Mic drop. I don't care about prom. I mean that. And Bethany didn't do Anything where is he explained that he dropped anthrax on his baby? <laughs> yeah, where is that? Have grown. My parents have grown. That's the point okay, of the whole show. Okay, I didn't drop anthrax on my baby and go to the hospital. Love. All 2014. I have these a few. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. we have email correspondence in 2017, which we can give you. Okay. Then I now shift to email correspondence, which she can give you. I have it. I can yeah. send yeah. 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 So there's all. And happy to give you all these emails. Sure. Not only that. We oh my God! Your emails to leave you not her emails. That I made up a racist incident. Now, the article also implies that I humiliated Bethany and got her doxxed with my carelessness. So I want to show you evidence that shows that that isn't true. This is her address. Me out of the blue and told me that she was coming because her friend saw the show and said they loved it. Yeah, let's get. Where's the After anthrax? The show, Enough about the, record, the prom. There's no anthrax. My race was a factor in my prom rejection. He's still talking about the prom. Promise. He had one kind of fact. Identity safe. So how could the New Yorker imply the opposite? But here's the bigger question. Who went Why to the prom? Why did the New Yorker fact check my stand-up special, <laughs> but not properly fact check their own article? Who won prom? So oh my God! I want to address. Boom. Now, in my second special, The King's Jester, I tell a story about how I met and was harassed. Even the by an names FBI of his special make me Brother hate him. Aaron. Yeah. I talk the about King's how he tried Jester. to attack me at a gym, and when I made fun of him, he slammed me against the hood of a cop car. The truth is, I did have altercations with undercover law enforcement growing up, and that experience formed the basis of this story. But it didn't go down exactly like this. So I understand why people are upset. People face real danger at the hands yeah, of the police. Yeah, he definitely wanted to bury this deep in the video. This is more than halfway through. Maybe some black guys were upset. to take away from these stories. It was to spotlight them through my special. That's why I used this. It wasn't a take away from their stories. It was to make me more famous. It was to make up a story about how I'm like black guys. <laughs> It had nothing to do with taking away from racism. It had everything to do with making me more money. Money. <laughs> Story. Mm, yum, yum, to yum, talk yum, about yum. Hamid Hayat. Hamid and I were part of the same NorCal Muslim community. NorCal, baby! Track, he rocked our community, and he spent 14 years in prison. Where's he from, bro? We same Pull age, same background. Uh, he said it a few times. Uh, Davis? Davis, Davis? California? This guy's a bitch. <laughs> Is that bitch city? a whole-ass bitch. Is that bitch Oh, did city? he run into a bunch of uh, Asian honor students in <laughs> Davis? <laughs> Bitch-ass hoe. I also had Davis. undercover agents. I was even physically harassed by them while playing basketball. Now, you're probably wondering... Why not just say that? 
So this is not an excuse. It those is an agents were black. Of my <laughs> when I am storytelling, every this guy sucks, dude. Things in a funny. We gotta watch his stand up story. Yeah, we gotta watch all of his stand up specials <laughs> and every episode of his show. Of why I named my show Patriot Act and spotlight the story of Hamid Hayat. The problem is, ninety nine percent of people watching Netflix have no idea the FBI spied on Muslims at mosques or they don't even believe it was real. And I know this because when I performed earlier versions of the story in front of audiences, they had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> they wouldn't even laugh. FBI agents embedding in mosques and entrapping young Muslims through basketball or weightlifting or whatever. It sounds insane. But it was happening all over the country, even in my mosque, in my hometown. It was infiltrated. And the footage that I used in the special proves that it was very real and very stupid. I wanted very to gay. recreate that feeling that only Muslims felt for a broad audience. The feeling of paranoia and vindication, tension and release. That is why people laugh it's at It's crazy this part. they put this on white people. <laughs> and the, 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 the moment that the, the reaction the audience is having is, nudge me, you're missing the point. The point is, is that it's, it doesn't matter if his name was Eric, Craig, or Adam. The point is, is that there is now a pattern here at large. Sure. And that, that was the thing that I was trying to do. And ultimately, the emotional truth of trying to yes, the point a spotlight truth. on my community story and, and Hamid's story is important to me. The story. He's not getting That's to what the I was anthrax trying story. To yeah, but I want to hear about the anthrax one. Porter was far more concerned about the FBI informant I talked about in the special, which honestly felt very weird. In the story about the informant... Weird much? Actually, the bulk of the story is about Craig Monty. Like sure. you, And so did sure. you reach out to Craig Monty? No. Do you feel like you owe him anything? I've heard some things, and I'd rather not speak on that. So you feel like you don't owe him... You didn't owe him, like, a heads up? As a Muslim, am I supposed to apologize to an ex-con who tried to entrap Muslims for the FBI? Yeah, maybe if he gave us a heads up, I would owe him a heads up. Mm. Okay, I mean, I guess I so. Muslim oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the anthrax. Let's hear this. I, I, I want to hear this. I do think it's a legit question because it's like he went out of his way in his prom story to say about how he changed the girl's name and wanted to protect her and, like, not put her family on blast. Uh, and I guess to be fair, we skipped a little bit through that last story, but he was apparently using a real guy's name. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a fair question to be like, well, did this happen? And what are you talking about? And then he's like, well, that guy was uh, fighting terrorism. So <laughs> we hate that. Yeah, that guy went to war. <laughs> uh, anyways, all right, anthrax. Here we go. What I talk about is the anthrax care. My last special, I talk about how I received a letter in the mail. And when I opened the letter, white powder fell on my daughter. And we had to take her to the hospital only to find out it was not real anthrax. None this, of that as happened. you know, is not how it went down. And let me just say, I am sorry for embellishing the story or if anyone was worrying about me and my family. I apologize. No, that I mean, wasn't the point. <laughs> this is probably just me. So my advice here probably is not great. Okay. But to me, what I would think is cool if he, be, if he just didn't apologize. <laughs> and I just think like, he might... Going that, I, I feel like if he was like, just I'm, like he's gonna uh, he's gonna set this up like you're saying, yeah. and then he's just gonna be like, none of that is real, and it, it really just should have been like, yeah, that didn't happen, but it doesn't matter. That, <laughs> I think it's a fucking what, funny that, story. That's the only way that has to go. But he's yeah. not gonna be like it's a funny story. He's gonna yeah. be like it's an important message. Yeah, yeah. What if I'm he'd saying, be like, 
Look, that shit didn't happen, but imagine if it did. That'd be fucking funny, though. <laughs> you know, the basis of my thing is a thing that happened to actually nobody. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, the, the story about, like, the people in the government getting anthrax was created by the CIA <laughs> to actually further the war in Iraq. Well, that was like people <laughs> like what. But, uh, but what didn't like Dan Rather say that he was I mean, I know he's probably lying or whatever, yes. but that was the whole thing is like news stations were saying exactly. they were uh, being sent anthrax or and something, it was right? A complete lie. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that's, that's why the whole thing. Well, it is wasn't like, a thing where like feds were sending it to it was it wasn't even like anthrax an ounce was of never truth. a thing yeah. anyone received. What it about was, anthrax and public enemy? Bring the noise. Well, Actually, that I received that in Tony Hawk 2, and it changed my life. <laughs> yeah. So when I play, actually, he might pivot to Tony Hawk 2. I bet you he breaks an anthrax joke. If he pivots to Tony Hawk 2 and was like, I heard that song, and I thought rap and thrash combined... <laughs> Pretty sick. Yeah, pretty dope. <laughs> and then he Reminds just, me of my daughter. And then he just cuts to the anthrax video. <laughs> and it's like, Dab, turn it up, break the noise. <laughs> but let me make something clear. A letter with white powder was sent to my okay. apartment in mm. February of 2019. It was coke I, I ordered. It in the mm. kitchen, powder fell on the table, and my daughter was just a few feet away. After 10 it seconds of fallen out, on I head. realized it was not anthrax and that someone was fucking with me. Because people had been fucking with me since January 1st, 2019, after this happened. Well, Netflix under fire today after its decision to pull an episode of a comedy show that was critical of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. The truth is, oh, so when this news broke, my life got very scary. Saudi bots were spamming my phone. Saudi oh, the Saudis were after me. Yeah. I was getting weird <laughs> phone calls at night. Then he made it white people. Was sent to my Which, house. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm sure it's implied that uh, like angry white people sent him anthrax. Awesome. And after that happened, you know who does a I lot of Netflix bad stuff? Our security guard to follow me everywhere. <laughs> the Saudis? Friends were texting me about seeing me rolling everywhere through New York with security. And at one point, my wife even asked our security detail if he knew any companies that sold those tiny GPS trackers for strollers because we were concerned that someone might try to kidnap or hurt our daughter. So my that crazy wife thought maybe yeah. that would happen. The danger at that time was palpable, but Bina From and the I Saudis. decided to keep the anthrax <laughs> scale private because we were worried that Netflix might shut down Other my show, Browns. which would have put Brown my entire Brown. staff out of work. Now you might be wondering. Brown this is I, well, I love how he's so let, he pitches it as like, we kept it quiet because we didn't want Netflix to cancel the show. Not because I love that I have my own show and I want to keep having my own show. But then again, what about the crew, though? If my show gets shut down, the crew gets out of work. Uh, uh, loses work. If Why other crazy browns send yeah. you powder. Why even say you took your daughter to the hospital? And maybe maybe some right-wing guy was like, you shut the fuck up about Sadabon or Bijabon. Maybe it was some uh, Trump guy. <laughs> what if this powder fell on our daughter? So I created the hospital scene to put the audience in that same shock and fear that me and Bina felt playing out that night. Then I added the investigator character because women in my life were telling me that Bina I love was how coming off like super arcs. naggy. In then for the arc the to move to the next step, so I, I had to grab an investigator. To other characters so that her perspective was represented in a way that didn't reflect poorly on her. Again, I am sorry if I crossed Stop the line apologizing. here, but I told this it's story weak. this way Stop being weak. to put the audience on the roller coaster ride that we were both experiencing at that time. Now, look, I understand why people were upset by all of this. Different comedians. Chris Delia needs to do one of these with all his uh, built into their underage girl texts. <laughs> I thought 
I had now two this girl, built into look my, at her. She's not 17. My work as a She's not 15. Comedian, and my work as a political comedian, where facts always come first. That is why the fact-checking on Patriot Act was extremely rigorous. The fact-checking in my congressional testimony, deeply rigorous. I don't think there's any comedian yeah, on Earth. Yeah, you know, that's the problem, too. That's uh, why the fact-checking on Patriot Act was extremely is when, rigorous. What was the his congressional hearing? Because that's the thing. You can't... Like, I think most comedians, you have the benefit of the doubt of like, hey, I mean, he came up with this. The idea came from somewhere and whatever subtext or whatever point he's trying to make. It's great that he made the point and he made it as a joke. Yeah. But why was he if he's doing congressional hearings? Yeah. Like, well, uh, it was over student loans. He gives, like, who gives a fuck? I mean, you know, some white crackhead shot me but i said it was a black guy because like i felt like at the time it made more sense to say a black guy did it so i just changed the race of the guys that did it yeah which completely changes the framing of what the letter is <laughs> like it wasn't a story about how i said uh I, some shit about some saudi prince and then uh like muslims attacked me it was oh i'm i'm actually too edgy that white people hate me <laughs> like, well <laughs> the fuck like imagine uh, it yeah imagine but also on the on the topic of fact checking goldbricker in the chat's bringing up two people that died of anthrax in 2001 okay three people okay postal worker died of inhalation of anthrax october 21st 2001 people were mailing anthrax i it love that like. i love that these guys don't understand the point of anything i say <laughs> <laughs> actually uh it's not technically left wing because if you look at the dichotomy of left wing it's like no you i'm on your side i hate the same people you hate Kathy Nguyen, employee of Manhattan Hospital, died of inhalation of anthrax. Uh, anyways, checking in my I'm always wrong because literally the story is they were mailing like it's a, like uh, literally Muslim terrorists were mailing anthrax to the government, but actually a couple of postal workers died because of anthrax. Like it, that, the. It was all in this 2001, This is why this stuff happens. <laughs> like, because you guys. Because of you dumb more fucks. Data than me. <laughs> but in my work as a storytelling comedian, I assumed that the lines between truth and fiction were allowed to be a bit more blurry. And I totally get why a journalist would be interested where that line sits. I just wish the reporter had been more interested in their own premise. And wasn't racist. Someone genuinely curious about truth and stand-up wouldn't just fact-check my specials. They would fact-check a bunch of specials. They would establish a control group, a baseline, to see how far outside the bounds I was in relation to others. No, this guy's and out of his mind now. A few stories. They would give their readers a sense of proportionality. Like we're going to sit and go through fucking multiple specials and try to fact-check and then develop a baseline? That's not happening. If this guy, um, oh, here we go. I uh, want to correct. I want I, I want to apologize to the two retards in our chat. A couple people died from. I mean, anthrax. they're dropping some facts on your. The ass, facts dude. are. The, the, see, fa the problem the is, facts is that Muslim terrorists were mailing anthrax in mass to the government. <laughs> well, but people were. Someone was mailing anthrax. Some, someone was mailing anthrax. Because I thought anthrax. it was weird. I was like, hmm. <laughs> 
I don't know if I've heard that that was all completely fake. I do remember it being a the thing. The story was like like fucking Mitt Romney or whoever at the time like received a letter with anthrax. I remember it was like Dan Rather or someone at <laughs> CNN or something Did like Dan that. Did Dan Rather receive anthrax in the mail? Who was the other, or was like, it Hillary? Who like, was the, was there, was there a reporter? Do you understand the point I'm making? Do you guys love the government? <laughs> like, well, to be fair, mean? the point you were making, you're Hassan Minaj in it over here. Your emotional truth is that it never happened when it did happen. I said it never happened. You as said an it never truth. happened. Yeah, that was your, your emotional truth. three times incorrect. to some guys. But we should go to Iraq. Clearly, it was. Ha- I mean, it was happening uh, in the and fallout of 9-11. That's how that works. Like, you take the three times it happened and be like, it happened in mass. We got to kill these Browns. Well, that's not what it was. The weapons mass destruction. And, well, 9-11 alone, like, we didn't no, need it. No, we hand. didn't do it. But no, I'm just saying, like, it was part of the narrative of, it like, was, but like you didn't. terrorism is doing this. But no, no, I was alive at the time. You didn't need it. We already had 9-11. We were ready to go to But it was like, uh, terrorists are doing this. Terrorists uh, who's on are the, not doing this. Who's on the, but they probably were. Who's on the line? I think what uh, Goldbricker and I are misunderstanding, and it's our fault, is that Jeff is being a storytelling comedian right now. Yeah. But usually he's a political comedian. True. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think your emotional truth. Do you not understand what I'm saying? Is that I kind of don't because you like, were saying it didn't. I didn't quite get where you were saying because initially you were like, that didn't happen. Because that's so why I was like, it oh, weird. Because I never, <laughs> I mean, I haven't thought about it enough since then. I remember it being a thing in the news at the time. But it was like reported like they're mailing. This I mean, it wasn't really reported. Like what you're saying is a little untrue because uh, I remember it. It was just, it was. Being reported that yes, it was being mailed to the media. Like the media was uh, uh, was under attack or whatever because of what was going on with reporting and terrorism and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but I get what you're like. I guess yeah, they weren't necessarily mailing it that, to the like, government or you take whatever. a real thing that happens or whatever. You take a small, which is one, fine. Three but people. To be fair, hold on. Before you say what you're gonna say, you said it didn't happen. I think okay, that's where sure. people. I think that's just where people got into it. All right. But I get what you're saying. My emotional truth is it didn't yeah, happen it the way they told us. I mean, us. this is the perfect, this is the perfect but relevance to... But it's the same to... as what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I this didn't is the say perfect I got relevance. anthrax. <laughs> but anyways, what, um, what I was going to say is if this guy was worth his salt, if he had any fucking balls mm-hmm. in his next special... He should come out and tell a fucking biggest lie, <laughs> the biggest, <laughs> most made up story ever. Even if it's around like this New Yorker article or whatever, like something, it should, his next special should be all fabrications, complete lies. And then even at the end, he'd be like, oh, everything I just said, fucking lie. Drop yeah. the mic, walk away. Be great. Backpedaling. I, I'm false. just a backpedaler, dude. In my last special, I talk about almost getting sued by a hedge fund. 100% true. Getting ball surgery so we could have kids, 100% true. Netflix pulling my episode on Saudi and Saudi, 100% true. Getting rejected from prom because of my race, 1,000% true. If the uh, thousand percent's impossible, sir. Let me call in. Uh, a thousand percent. <laughs> you said. Fucking <laughs> The article read with the opposite, <laughs> saying much of my stand-up. Get never happened to me. That is false. Nearly all of it happened to me. Some of it did it. Even the last <laughs> line of it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Nearly all. 
Some of it not. And some of it, I framed it as other guys doing it. (laughs) In his stand-up sessions, the former uh, recounts harrowing experiences he's faced. Does it matter that much of it never happened? Does it matter that much of it never happened? With the impression that I'm some sort of unrepentant. He said all? Actually, three people. He told me (laughs) the emotional truth is first. Actually, the three guys. I looked it up. Is secondary. This is you we here, dude. The emotional truth first, the factual truth secondary. With full context. The factual truth. So let me leave you with the full context. When people see a Hassan Minhaj show, there's two different expectations. There's the Hassan Minhaj you see maybe here at the Comedy Cellar, where there is an implicit agreement between the audience, like we're going down into a basement, like we're about to see a one-hour comedy show that feels like there is an emotional roller coaster ride. Sure. Then there's Hassan Minhaj, the guy you've seen on The Daily Show as a correspondent, or the guy from Patriot Act on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is I am not the primary character. The news story is the primary character. With the latter, <laughs> that the stinks. truth comes first. Comedy sometimes comes second to make the infotainment the sugar on the medicine. Mm-hmm. In this, the emotional truth is first. Actually, this is me. <laughs> yeah, no, what he's saying, like, I get what he's saying, but also that's your fault. That's your fault. You made, like, your like your genre made the common comedy separate. You made the title, so, like, the yeah. thing you lied about. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's your bad. You, you made the... Uh, the the clap the 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 clap the applause in place of the laugh or whatever you know what i mean so that's your bread and butter you have to, that's your responsibility yeah. to cater to that audience so you uh it's not freedom of speech my guy yeah it's i mean it's not freedom of consequences oh, it's he, not freedom of speech dude he, he caters to vindictive nerds that are like every detail has to be the <laughs> <Yeah>. thing <laughs> dude his next special just be called freedom of from consequences yeah that'd be great yeah <laughs> or just emotional zero he's one. like bitches are hoes <laughs> in political comedy facts come first in comedic storytelling, yeah, no, you're political emotions comedian, come first. That is what I said, and that is what I meant. Going forward, will I be more thoughtful about sticking to the facts in my storytelling? Nah. Absolutely. Yeah. I have no problem with honest, good-faith critique because I am always trying to improve as a performer and as a person. And as Look, a real N-word. Guy in this article, I don't believe him. Yeah. Is a proper fucking psycho. But I now hope you feel like the real me is not. I don't know. He's in a brown ass room. Fucking he looks like a psycho to me. He's in like yeah. a padded room. Yeah. Down <laughs> vote. a guy with IBS and low sperm motility. Oh. Again, there is much more important news happening in the world right now. Again. That needs your attention. So I appreciate you watching. I take the note. And I hope to see you at the next show. Yeah, I take the note after my 21-minute rant about how I'm the best. What was his <laughs> and op- everyone else is fucked. What was his opinion as a Middle Eastern on the whole Israel thing? Oh, nothing? <laughs> Did well, he not he has have to an wait. opinion? He will. He definitely... <laughs> this is the precursor to that. Yeah. That's why... Because he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to come out immediately and talk about that because everyone's going to be like, aren't you a fucking liar? Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or oh, what about the article? What about the New Yorker? So he's got to put this out, let the dust settle a little bit, 
And then, um, then yes, then he can talk about uh, how the Jews run the media and <laughs> be your favorite comedian. That was <laughs> that's what this video needed <laughs> with some real truths. Uh, um, a kind of almost like similar um, vibes. Vibes, in my opinion. Where is it? Is uh, <laughs> yeah. Max Max Landis a little bit? Ah. Uh, Max Land, I didn't watch this, but I know everyone was all uh, uh, laughing at poor Max Landis because he lost his laptop or something. It had all his scripts on it. And um, I love how people funny. on social media uh, want to like shit on his scripts or whatever. But it's like most of the writers or garbage they like is trash. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's the best. <laughs> you uh, love Max. I, no, I like him a lot. I definitely do like him a his lot. His scripts stink, dude. I read his scripts. His scripts don't stink. We watched I'm his sure, scripts. I mean, he's, he's, stink. he's written about like over 100. <laughs> I'm sure he has a good amount that suck. I'm not saying... But, no, but also, those movies are different from the script. Like, that's when you're... A, like, that's his whole thing, is when you write screenplays, once you sell it, you don't have control over it. Oh yeah, I love how you're making a face when you're like, is that the same face you made when you said anthrax was never sent through the mail? You fucking sack of shit. I'm just, I'm trying to get a thumbnail going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jim says Max Landis movies are good. No, that's not what I said. You love Max. This is Landis. classic Jeff. Uh, anyways, I haven't watched this. I'm sure this is a cringe ass video about him losing his laptop. Uh, but He's I do want to, I do want to uh, get some Landis vibes on the show here. <laughs> So what were you just saying? You said I came up on your Twitter feed last week, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah, right. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so last week I was leaving a restaurant after a meeting and I saw a Catwoman poster or a Catwoman like stand up for a party, like a mannequin. And I was like, it'd be funny if I got a picture with that. So I set my laptop... What the f... You saw a poster went... that's actually a mannequin? Are you questioning Max Landis right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, I am. And he, he thought it was in so his, cool his to get sleeve, a picture with it. In his sleeveless hoodie? <laughs> yeah. That's a workout hoodie if I've ever seen one. I do love when rich people go to a shitty gym. Yeah. Like kind of like, I guess what, it's a CrossFit, so it's supposed to look all like we're down in the dungeon, man, yeah, getting dude. our fucking sweat on. We're fucking ruining not our like, shoulders. Uh, <laughs> not like, what's it called? What's that like high class one? Uh, Equinox or some shit like that. You know what I mean? down and picked up the Catwoman and I took the picture and I was talking to my friend who I had been meeting with and we were having fun so I just went to my car I drove home I went shopping for my Halloween costumes it was just I don't know why he's all out of breath when uh he doesn't look like he's broken a sweat like whatsoever <laughs> his, hair, his hair is fine yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> like 2 p.m by 10 p.m I was looking around for my laptop charger and then I realized I don't have my laptop I'm learning to say. Shut okay? up, guy in the background. <laughs> back up your stuff. Back up your stuff. Back up your stuff. Of course, back up your stuff, right? Back up your stuff. I have not backed up my writing laptop in three years. So, oh. 61 unfinished scripts, nine finished scripts that I haven't taken out on the town or had the opportunity to show people for obvious reasons. All those uh, oh. questions. What if Green Lantern was like fucking <laughs> fighting Ant Man? Oh, well, I was going to say, what does he mean take out on the town? Like, does he actually have meetings? But I guess that he was making that was the joke he was making, like for obvious reasons. Ha ha ha. I'm not uh, going in a meeting with studio heads right now for my scripts. Uh, two novels, 
that I've never tried to publish one unfinished novel. Um, holy shit, all my personal writing, my short stories, my poetry, my songs, people who follow poetry. the speech, you know I write songs sometimes, ideas for videos, letters, personal letters uh, I've written to my friends and stuff, all my passwords, all gone. Maybe, sincerely, maybe 8,000 pages of writing, like crazy. Everything since the pandemic, gone. Now, if you know, if you're a creative person, you know losing... Are the other people in the gym like, will this guy shut the fuck up? Or because they're yeah, having the a guy, conversation, the guy talking in the background. I want yeah. him to show. That. Well, that's what I mean. But is that guy also like, who the fuck is this dude that won't shut up over here? He won't lift a weight yeah. to save his life. <laughs> like this, you can't eat your ashes. Those shoulders, though. Like Ooh, like those traps. Ooh, <laughs> them landed traps. Spiral out. I go back. I check the lost and found. I notify the police. Like like in L.A., you left your laptop on the sidewalk. The police are gonna find it, bitch. Please. And I was like. I can't believe I did this. They're racist. Another stupid thing in my life that has tremendous consequences that is completely my fault. And <laughs> now I no one's going to see my script. Oh my God. This Again. Is, this, fu- <laughs> this fucking sucks. I got sadder. Than Although, is Max Landis daddy with a beard or what? You're such a, a Max Landis <laughs> shill, dude. Like, I need my beard. Like, you got to keep bringing this guy into the show like we give a shit. This guy I need Mike here so we can know if he's daddy or not. This guy had three shots. They all stunk. <laughs> and then we're, 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 we've been living with him for five years. No. It, Max and he won't rocks, come to dude. the show. So he's not a friend of the show. He is a friend of the show. He's been on the show. Yeah. Ten years ago when he wasn't yeah. canceled. Yeah, it was like eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like he, well, you're to living... be fair, I haven't asked him to be on the show since he was canceled. I'll get Spud here tomorrow. Uh, Max Landis is better than Spud. No. Yeah, yeah, he's way better no. than Spud. Spud, Spud, has loves... more, Spud has more clout than Max Landis. No, Spud loves Max Landis, too. Absolutely, no. he doesn't, no, based Spud's on the last a, name alone. Spud's a big fan. <laughs> no. Spud loves American Werewolf in London. Okay, he does. Yep. He's on uh, record. Uh, I was shaking. You know, I have a mood disorder, but I didn't have a mood swing. Well, Butrin, let's go. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't have a mood a swing. Fake I laugh. Together. I checked. Can I do find my iMac? Can I do what a smart person would do? I did in 10 minutes. Hey, stop working you know, out. Because I'm so sad I don't need more call. Welcome to the gym I own. <laughs> That's why I can just ramble and no one will fucking say anything. Like, From the chat, the great debate. Spud or Max Landis? <laughs> <laughs> it's the great debate. <laughs> They're on the same Who level. Who do you like more, they're Spud on, or Max? They, Look like, at this daddy right here on the phone. They're definitely on the same level. <laughs> Look at this daddy over here, dude. Lax Landis was at one point another level. Well, he's definitely... Well, let me see. He's what does Spud, Spud look Spud like? Level. Who's oh, more, look uh, up Spud. Who's, who's more attractive, Spud I mean, or Max I, Landis? I'll give you Max Landis more <laughs> attractive than Spud. <laughs> look up Spud Warmo. Where is Spud? I'm trying to find him. Do Spud Warmo. I big. did. I did Spud Warmo. Which one is Spud? Hold on, let me pull this the over. fat one, <laughs> the one that looks like Spud. Because it doesn't really. Sh- is this yeah, Spud? That's Spud. Also, which one Spud on here? Board. That's Spud on the this left. This one. All right. I mean, I, he's not like a disaster like I was expecting. <laughs> For a dude named Spud. <laughs> Find my iMac. I'm like, I have to get off the phone. I call my friend. I cry on the phone to her. I'm sitting there alone. One of my friends comes over and like sits with me. But I'm so upset she leaves. Meanwhile, uh, I should say, the only reason she came over is because I posted my Instagram story. I lost my laptop. I lost all my writing. I'm so sad, right? In the time it takes her... Uber wins, we lose. (laughs) She saw that and came over to be nice to me. In the time it takes her to leave, 
Twitter, which apparently still exists. Y'all still on Twitter. Oh, uh, not you. Oh, uh, like, for real, the Nazi platform. Oh, no. Congratulations. The Nazi uh, platform. Oh, your guy sucks. Take that, Twitter, Jeff. Of course. Take yeah, that, take Jeff. That. You and your Nazi platform. Yeah, you, you're not on there. You sack of shit. <laughs> the Nazi platform. Lost his laptop and celebrates. It's the 4th of July. Come early. People are making some legitimately we, funny We prefer memes, racial realists. also just, you know, mm. being cruel. My Instagram story view, you know, creeps past 10,000. I'm like, I'm still this relevant. Why? Why can I get some of these eyes on the Kryptonian epic? But I, I'm sitting there. The Kryptonian epic. Like, okay. Yeah, that's his awesome DC project. You haven't watched it? What DC isn't ringing the phone? No, he just makes his own. <laughs> he makes his own shit. I know. We watch <laughs> it all the time. We don't watch it all the time. I see it on the Discord. DMs. Now is the time to kill yourself. This is a sign. Kill yourself. You should have killed yourself years ago. You won't have to deal with this. That shit's mean, dude. I've seen all this shit before. Yeah, he. But he and his first rodeo. My friend who left, I was so upset that she went back at 3 a.m. to where I lost my laptop, and she checked in the building. And when she checked in the building, a guy, a homeless guy, had found my laptop. He turned it in at 3 a.m. So she came back to my house, gave me back my laptop. I had this rush of relief. What? Unlike almost anything I've ever Almost felt. got I turned felt like it I was in. been reunited with my child. I don't know what that would feel like, but that was how it... He's about to cry. I, was, I became emotional and shaky. Don't you laugh. Don't you laugh, Thick Nick. Don't you laugh, Strong Girl. She's ripped. If you could see who's filming, Rhea Ripley. Oh. But so, she saw me on her Twitter, and we have no crossover. No, in, crossover. It, no crossover in our worlds. And that's how much I was blowing up on Twitter, getting ripped to pieces. But then when I got my laptop back, this crazy thing happened right uh twitter was upset you can't you oh, can't know what it feels like drama. to have something bad dude happen. this guy he's just flexing on his dub i love this i love this video he's got a dub right now you to like all the it? haters to all the haters that were celebrating his downfall not today ladies and germs yeah not having in today his lovers are loving it. Yeah, you, the, <laughs> the guy that, the one fan. The stories of Max Landis's demise were greatly exaggerated, Jeff. Okay. And everyone laughs at you for the millionth time. And then something great happens to you. And all Dude, he's like, he's like a uh, little Dirk. Who want you to lose All so his life, bad. dude. Oh, oh, yeah. They tried to break him. Cry about it. <laughs> Born <laughs> rich, <laughs> raped a girl. <laughs> he did not rape a girl. Like did weird stuff. <laughs> and all I'd done was have my friends do me a favor and take care of me. But it was incredibly stressful. It reinvigorated me creatively. Seeing how many people still give a shit what I'm doing after someone tried to murder me, remember? Yeah, that's yeah, a hater, though. I love a hater, though, the uh, video. Seeing so many people... He, does, uh, he should love a hater. Getting my writing back. That's all he has! It's Except you! you. You're the one so like! I'll be back with more stuff on this channel. 430 we'll likes. Back to writing movies, I think. And wait till Mike sees this bod. He's no longer a Landis fan. Yeah, no, Landis is a goddamn daddy right now. I don't know, man. And he's got his laptop backed up now. Doesn't even matter if he loses it again. Nice. We can see more more of the Kryptonian <laughs> epic. Yeah, what's going on with the Kryptonian epic? Let's see. Let's see if he has a really annoying video about it. Yeah, these are long. We're not going to watch He shouldn't be in his videos epic. if he wants to sell things. He has to be in the videos because no one will be in them. 
<laughs> That's what sucks because he's so annoying. <laughs> no, like, it's just because he's uh, he's poison right now. He's canceled. No, I, yeah, but like we're past me too at this point. Like, if no, could, I feel like he could get a couple guys. No, but that's his his point exactly though is just the fact that he posted on his Finsta that he lost his laptop and everyone was celebrating. That proves his point. Like, there was that movie with Chloe Grace Moretz in it mm. that was made. Like it was already purchased and started to be made before like he got canceled and they like delayed it for years. And it's still when it was coming out, people were upset about it because 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 I'm Landis, not disagreeing that he's poisoned. But Landis because Landis got that extra clout where it's not even so much people care about what they did, what he did. They're just happy there's something they can hold him back on. Exactly. Because he's so annoying. But <laughs> like, no, but that's just that's just jealousy. That's just jealousy, dude. Because he is bad? No, it's because he's just... He's, he's not as bad as even he uh, he appears to be. It's just that he has opinions, and he's not afraid to speak his mind, and people don't like that. You should, you should know this. He's me? Yeah, I was going to say, you should know this. Because he called Ray from Star Wars a Mary Sue or whatever, so right. people got upset about it. But, like, it... If anyone else did that, they wouldn't have the hatred that he has because he looks like this and is him. No, they would. They would. <sighs> he had rainbow hair or whatever. And like, oh, yeah. I mean, like that, that, that was that added to the hate. But, I mean, that would typically... The people that were upset at him would have loved that because that's like right. pride. But, like, that's why it, it, he fell into the, the, the black hole because he looked like what every side... Or what the other side hated... And then the side that would love his rainbow hair hated him. Yeah. And then like now he's still he's still popping up and he has normal hair, but like well he's popping up and he's daddy now. Now people are upset about that. It's not that he's daddy. <laughs> it's that his tendencies are still like uh, theater kid tendencies or whatever. Like, well, he's like a hyperactive kid. He's a hyperactive rich kid, so that already eliminates him from. Like the left side liking him again, because he's just like a rich guy. So it doesn't even matter his mannerisms. And then his mannerisms are so annoying to real men that like we as real men hate him. And then the only the only the only people left are I don't know. I don't know who's left to like him. That's why I'm saying he needs like actors. He'd be a king right now. You don't think actors? You don't think you could get actors in his video? I don't know. I guess no, they I would be so. destroyed. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth like the risk or whatever. Yeah, I guess he's just poisoned now. I guess he'll never be ever because <laughs> he's just he had the perfect whirlpool of being poisoned, caught up in allegations that were kind of true and kind of exaggerated. And then he had rainbow hair at the time and it just <laughs> ruined him. I think of the rainbow hair. It goes back to rainbow hair. I mean, hair. his things were, if people are cool with Aziz Ansari, they were the same level as that. Kind of, yeah. Kind of just being like a, a, like are, a nerd, <laughs> like yeah, a loser but people nerd. People are cool with that. And He's not brown enough. Maybe. I don't know. People, well, also with the, the, what Aziz did that's kind of smart is he doesn't. He's not. He's clearly not in as many things as he was in the past. He's, he got actors he's doing to be a lot him. Of, yeah, he's <laughs> he doing dropped, a lot I more. mean, he dropped a season that nobody watched. Yeah, but like I mean, I did, he did like a stand-up special, but yeah, he's not popping up as much as he as he used to. He's more behind the scenes, which is probably a smart move. Yeah. 
Um, and Aziza is, I think, more talented than him. No, nah, I got to go to Landis every time. Over, uh, although you don't like Master of None. I yeah. Think two seasons of Master of None were great. Oh, oh my God. I want to date someone. He stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even really say. Why can't I find a date? But like, I'm in the city all alone. It's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm making pasta. <laughs> I don't even like him enough to really defend him. Like, I thought Master Season, uh, Master Nun Season Two was like really good. I'm sure it. I mean, I just remember at the t- it was similar to what we were talking about earlier. Where like by the time Gervais was doing new Office stuff, mm-hmm. uh, even though like I probably would have liked it, I was just sick of it. And Aziz's show, even though it was probably a little different, it just reminded me of like Louie and then like Marin had a show like that. And there was another show. I forget who other show. There was it was just kind of this Louis same gets like a lot of credit. Huh? I think Louie gets a lot of credit. The show mm-hmm. Louie gets yeah. a lot of credit. And it's not as good as it is. <laughs> like the I credit mean, I it gets. To, I guess to, to your point, I haven't rewatched it. Yeah. I do remember really liking it at the time, but like, but like season it was just three this, of Louis, like, it was just this same tone amongst this of like, I don't think the tone of Master more, of None is the same tone as Louis. Though. It was artsy fartsy though. It was like, right. It was comedians that were kind of ashamed they were comedians and they okay. wanted to show that they could be like almost like auteur directors. You know what I mean? And maybe I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd have to, watch to be fair, to, I probably. Maybe if I watched it now, I'd probably be way more welcoming of it because it's just at the time, I just didn't. I, I was like, ah, I don't want to. I'm sick of shit like this. I'm sick of like, kind of. It was almost. It's it. It's different, but it's it's a vibe of like Garden State in a way. To yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's it. kind of yeah. like this malaise of. Uh, my what is it late, 20s, late 20s early 30s you know what i mean like but like louis like 50 <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah 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 i i not even that i dislike louis but i remember people like hailing louis like into the fourth season i'm like you're watching louis <laughs> yeah yeah i mean because then louis even like when he's made like uh movies and what stuff. was it that bar show that he made it was like <laughs> Like Zach and Pete or something like that. What the fuck? With like Steve Buscemi. Um, was it? I thought it was Bill Burr. I don't know. What the fuck was it called? Horace and Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Was it with Bill Burr? I don't remember. I don't know. No, Steve Buscemi. It was yeah, Louis C.K., Steve Buscemi, Edie Falco, Kurt Met, Coke Metzger. Oh yeah, because uh, Norman Metzger is that the thing? <laughs> yeah, you I never heard, heard them call him Coke Mex- Metzger. <laughs> I like fucking Kurt Metzger. Coke eyes. <laughs> he looks crazy. <laughs> I did see. I guess that was at Skankfest, right? When he was on stage and someone ran up to him. Yeah. When uh, they were doing skanks or whatever, and he was like, he, he couldn't <laughs> like he didn't know what was going on because he was all coked out as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember Mark really Normand was on an episode of this because it was like one of his big breaks. I remember yeah. them talking about it on Tuesdays at the time. Yeah, um, his big break was Horace and Pete, so he <laughs> did nothing after. <laughs> well, it was just kind of like a big, especially for yeah, him at the time. Him, yeah. It was being able to like hang out with like these big main actors, and of uh, course he's just big, coming in like ah yeah, yeah. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. Oh watch yeah, Horace Alan and Alda. Thank you, Zimpai. Yeah, he was on it. I, I I remember I still watched every episode, but that was also I, like I get it, dude. You're a fucking artist or whatever. 
Because it was like a, a sitcom, but it also was like it was filmed like a sitcom, but it was more like dramatic. So it's like you're watching fucking it's like you're you're in the play you're you're in the theater watching Death of a Salesman. Ah, or some my shit. baby just died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stillbirth. <laughs> Comedy. <laughs> oh no, my baby! <laughs> ah, my baby just died. It's master done. I'm a master of anything. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are just so hateable that uh, any allegation sticks to them, whether or not it's true, basically. <laughs> like, kind of. It's yeah. like the allegations get Aziz kind of skated through and like was the end of Me Too, basically. Yes, like he ended true. Me Too pretty much because everyone was like, okay, that was bullshit, but we also yeah. think that guy sucks. <laughs> well, now we're, I mean, uh, I saw, I don't know if it was from last week or not. I guess it's not quite the same, but it's a little bit similar. It's like the. How the author of The Lovely Bones had accused this guy of raping her, and he went to jail for 16 years, and it just came out recently that he didn't, he didn't do it, and they had to let him out. What? And the, the way it came out was she wrote. I never even heard this. She wrote a book. Actually, I'll pull up the. Let me pull up the World Star video. Isn't that her whole thing? <laughs> well, because it, it, not even Lovely Bones. It was this other book she wrote about her life, and they they were going to make it into a movie. And one of the producers, <laughs> it's on World Star, so it's SMH yeah. rape. I can't L. find. Yeah, what the hell is it under? <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe if I put in sixteen years, um, the uh, producer started looking into the book and was like, "Wait a minute, some of this stuff doesn't really add up." And Ooh, they, sorry, guys. And it actually had to do with a thing where, uh, since it was a black guy in the book, they were casting. And a black actor's like, eh, I don't want to do this because it's perpetuating like stereotypes of a black rapist or something. And they were going to change the character, make it a white guy. Huh. And one of the producers like, well, we can't do that. That's like, let me find the video. God damn it. Of course, World Star, like. Maybe YouTube? I don't know. Yeah, maybe I could just like find lovely it on YouTube. YouTube. I haven't heard this story. It's been blocked by the liberal media. Uh. Yeah, here we go. Falsely accused. Oh, I guess the year. I didn't even realize it was that long ago. It's one of those things where it pops up on World Star. That's why I learned about it. Yeah, he lost like 16 years yeah. or whatever. He spent bullshit. 16 years in prison after being wrongly convicted of rape. His accuser, a best selling. Oh, you know what? I didn't see this on World Star. I saw this on Twitter. That's why. Apologizing, saying she's truly sorry. Oops. But how do you undo such a life altering mistake? I'm Here's truly sorry. <laughs> Tears of joy as a man wrongly accused. I thought it was some other black guy. <laughs> after spending 16 years in prison. Anthony Broadwater, now what 61 years old. What did they do? DNA evidence? Broke down in tears when he heard the judge. Well, dude, it's even wild. Well, hold on. Let me just look about the conviction. Mr. Broadwater cannot get those 16 years back. His accuser was Alice Siebold, author of The Lovely Bones, which was made into a major movie starring Mark Wahlberg. It's gonna be okay. My dad knows I'm here. Her rape at age 18 took place when she was a college student in upstate New York, years before she became famous. Siebold says it happened here in this 76-acre park overlooking Syracuse University where she was a freshman. There he Months is. went by <laughs> and there was no Dude. arrest. Then, one day, Alice Siebold was walking down this what? street and she says she came face to face with the man who attacked her. That's what? basically how it happened. Is that, yeah, she was just walking down the street and was like, oh my God, that's the guy. 
And that's really like, I guess, all it took. And they're like, lock him up. Yeah. <laughs> it was Anthony Broadwater. He was found guilty after Siebold took the stand and identified him as her rapist. The people that knew me and know my character, they know that wasn't me. Doubts about his guilt were raised when movie. Now I am a rapist, a prison yeah. rapist. What's even wild to like, I never really thought about before. Like, I've, you know, you hear about these stories sometimes of someone wrongfully accused and they face all these years in prison. They just lose all these guy. years. But like, never mind just the years lost in prison. But think about how all your family and friends now are like oh my god he was a rapist all this time, this time. you know what i mean and like he seemed like a that's what teacher. they believe for uh, 16 17 years or whatever fuck his guilt were raised when movie producer timothy Mucciante started investigating the story as he prepared to make a movie based on seabolt's memoir about the rape called lucky anyone who reads the transcript of the trial and compares it to her book there's quite a lot that's omitted that a, a reader would would look at and in say, his sparse you know, apartment he spoke seabold like <laughs> now 58 years old had nothing to say as she walked her dog in san francisco where she lives anything to say to anthony broadwater <laughs> but on tuesday funny. she issued a public <laughs> apology to broadwater in which she acknowledged he had been wrongly accused <laughs> I am sorry most of all for the fact that the life you could have led was unjustly robbed from you. And I know that no apology can change what happened to you and never will. Anyways, my next that apology. If it's sincerely from my heart, I can accept it. <laughs> so wild. But yeah, I was the more of the details with the producer is yes, the producer um like they had the script. And then, yeah, they hired a black actor to play the rapist. And then the actor was like, ah, you know what? I don't want to perpetuate this stereotype. And then they were like, well, but this is what happened. But then the director was like, okay, we're going to change the character, make it a white guy. A white guy's the rapist. Black guy wouldn't do and that. And this producer's like, but that's even weirder because now we're changing what happened. And then they like fired him off the movie. And then from what I what I imagine was just mostly uh, bitterness. He started looking into the book and reading the police transcripts, and he's like, "This shit don't add up." Yeah. He started like putting two and two together, even to the point like his. He's, I, I read an interview with him, and he's like, "You know, I used to work in a lawyer's office. Like, I kind of know how trials work." And then reading the book, she had these stories of like the judge took her into the chambers and they had a private discussion about the case. And he's like, that's that happens in movies. That doesn't fucking happen in real courtrooms. Yeah. And then he hired his own private investigator and like blew the whole fucking case apart and destroyed her book credibility. That's, uh, destroyed the movie essentially because of that. That's crazy. Uh, like we had two people look into it and uh, yeah. actually you were in jail for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Come to think of it. You don't deserve to be in jail. Um, and he's like, I, I would forgive her, I guess, if she would talk to me. And she's like, I'm never talking to you. <laughs> oh, Yamira, thanks for the follow. Took you long enough. Uh, <laughs> But it is, um, it is wild to just have to be like, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that 16 years. Uh, Oops. Sorry. Our bad. You still got another four years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also the thing I don't get either is that if he was in 16 years, she's 58 now. She said it happened when she was in college. 
So yeah. did she stumble upon this guy? Like, like 40? In, that's what I mean. Yeah, when she's like 42. So in like, uh, uh, what, fucking 2007 or something like that? Like the when she was listening to episode one of Jim and them, walking <laughs> yeah. down the street and she saw the guy. Like, can can you just do that? Like, all of a sudden, this is the guy. Yeah. You know, 18 years ago, he raped me. He went to the barber. He was like, we're going to give you, like, this cool retro haircut. Like, you're going to look like... <laughs> yeah, you're going to look dope, like, dude. You're going to look like you 18 years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> the moral of the story is just believe women. <laughs> yeah, believe women. Uh, women would never lie. Right. Uh, but then I don't know. So I don't know what they do if they try to find out who actually did it or what. Or at this point, it's just kind of like uh, you got away with it. Yeah, he uh, he died from diabetes 15 years ago. <laughs> so yeah, did anything happen to this dude? Because I didn't realize this is this video is from like a year ago. Like, does he? I guess they don't. It's not like they give you money or anything. Could he sue her in civil court? He could, and I guess probably lose because he wouldn't have like a good lawyer. Oh, he settled with the state for a few mil. Got him a tiny uh, hat. He was a Syracuse University student. He settled a lawsuit against New York State for five point five million. His lawyer said on Monday. He's uh, like he was a Syracuse University student at like forty. He's like I'm putting my life back on track. I'm gonna be back on campus. She's like rapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just weird because I guess I don't get the sixteen years in prison. So was he let out long? Because it said that he was his conviction was in 1981. What? It was overturned in 2021. What? Or did he? Or maybe he's okay. I get it. so he served 16 years. So actually, probably served his sentence, got out, yeah. but was still like, "This is bullshit." Some rapes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some rapist lived by himself for another so, 20 yes, years. He, yeah, it was. So he really still he suffered a lot longer. Yeah, he probably he got out what 97, 98. Wow. But was still watched, got watched her yeah, rise watched, to success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I appreciate what the Attorney General has done, and I hope I pray that others in my situation can achieve the same measure of justice. We all suffer from destroyed lives. Nah, probably mostly not. Eighteen-year-old first-year student at Syracuse. Oh, the author when she was raped in a park near campus in May 1981. She described the attack and ensuing prosecution in a memoir, Lucky, published in 1999. So even the book was put out. She made a book about it. Yeah. The thing uh, she lied about. Her emotional uh, truth that she experienced. <laughs> and then she wrote, yeah, Lovely Bones in 2002. Uh, wrote in Lucky that she spotted a black man in the street months after being raped and was sure that he was the attacker. He was smiling as he approached. He recognized me. It was a stroll in the park to him. He had met an acquaintance on the street. Hey, girl, he said. Don't I know you from somewhere? Oh, he was hitting on her. Yeah. Oh, uh, he was catcalling her. Police arrested Broadwater, who was given the pseudonym Gregory Madison in Lucky, but Siebold failed to identify him in a police lineup, picking a different man as her attacker. <laughs> Broadwater was nonetheless tried and convicted in 1982. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Like, this guy seems more like the rapist. After she identified him as her rapist on the witness stand, and an expert said microscopic hair analysis had tied him to the crime. The type of analysis has since been deemed junk science by the U.S. Department of <laughs> Justice. He was released from prison in... Okay, yeah, here it is. He was released from prison in 1999, but he had to register as a sex offender. 
until his conviction was vacated in 2021. <laughs> Just wow. Uh, 22 years later. Oh, sorry. We junk science you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, that's crazy. I never even thought about that. Like he served all of his sentence yeah. and then still yeah, lived it wasn't another like they, 20 years. Yeah, it wasn't like they showed up and let him out. It was <laughs> like, no, you served your sentence and then also served it more because you had to register as a sex offender everywhere. Uh, <laughs> as a traumatized 18-year-old rape victim, I chose to put my faith in the American legal system. Yeah. My goal in 1982 was justice, not to perpetuate injustice, and certainly not to forever and irreparably alter a young man's life by the cri very crime that had altered mine. Wow. Dumb bitch is going to dumb bitch, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. I guess him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not the guy you said before. Oh, all right. Well, can you tell me I which guy I said before then? Yeah. Yeah, this one. All right, cool. We'll bring him to trial. Meanwhile, the other guy probably was the guy that raped her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, 5.5 million. It's kind of not even that much. You should be getting more for that. It should be 10 easy. Yeah. And even 10 would not be enough. Yeah, I mean, Halford was saying 16. Yeah, at least a mil a year, for sure. I'd sue this bitch ass for her book. Although, I guess she didn't use his name. It's like she knew. It's like, she, oh, he isn't <laughs> the one that did it. I better use a different name here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, fucking the feel-good story of the year. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, the lovely bones. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite part of the show. Ooh, roughhousing with homeless dogs. That's right. Yes, I forgot about the my hero, the ultimate alpha male, the homeless man that would sleep right outside of Disney's entrance. Finding out um, Saudis mailed Hassan Minaj anthrax, and he called it. He said white people did it. Uh, thinking that guy was Flash. Uh, slash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt Man, of course. Oh, shout out to um, the Matt Man. Uh, Diddy as Batman, of course. Ooh. Uh, Classic. Always love me some Daddy Max Landis. It was a great show. What a great show we have. Ooh. I love it. I love coming here every week and venting. <laughs> Dude, just got to get some shit off our chest, bro. Yeah. Jeff Murphy. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash Jim and them. Incredible. We yeah. just we just recorded one of our best commentaries. That's right. Yet. We didn't we should have mentioned at the top of the show, but yeah, we did uh fuck marked for death. Steven Seagal marked for death. Which for the most part is a decent film outside of Steven Seagal. It's a yeah, it's a great movie outside of the lead actor, dude. Like uh, the lead actor doesn't bring it down. Keith David is there. Ooh, we found a new great black villain. Yes. And yeah, uh, the fucking Screwface. He should have been in more stuff. He was good. Screwface was good. Screwface yeah. from um Mark for Death. Coming and, to the Patreon, movie commentaries. We got... Uh, oh, the, there was a part zero for this episode that was posted last week. Oh, hell yeah. So that was the one we recorded in Orlando. Ooh. So you get... Even when we're off, you still get episodes on our Patreon. We also got... There's a... Um, there's a chat on there. You can hang with the boys. And New the Patreon chat. Patreon. 
Yeah, there's also a free tier if you just want to kind of keep up with the updates. Yeah, you decide uh, when you want to jump in, jump out. We know times are tough. Maybe you got to yeah. tap out. Maybe so, you tap in, download all the movies. No one can stop yes. you from downloading all the movie commentaries. That's you can true. download them. No one can stop They're you. They're there. And they the movie there. is there. You can watch the whole movie. We're just watching it. A couple people uh, came back to the Patreon. Welcome back. Love to see it. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, so, yes, patreon.com slash Jim and them. So much content. Ooh. So much Jim and them for you to enjoy. Yes. Um, it's a goddamn steal, if I may say so myself. It's a steal. Mike Steele, Mike Steele. isn't here. But if Mike Steele was here, he would, he would wonder, hey, I love Jim Scampoli. Oh. And I wish I could find out more about his opinions about podcasts, about <clears throat> movies, about pod our podcasts, about podcasts. I love what you're doing right now because... <laughs> Yes, you can find more of me at showswhatyouknow.com. We discuss television shows. Right now, our main show is the podcast about the podcast about television, where we take these goddamn TV actors are invading the podcast space, doing their TV rewatch shows. We're taking their podcasts, we're listening to them, and we're discussing them. We're telling them everything they're doing wrong. Some things they might be doing right, yeah. but they're mostly doing things wrong. Uh, we opened up a can of worms over there, so you you got to get on it. You got to listen to it. Is he back? Got, is it AI? I don't know. <laughs> it is AI, Jacob. Okay. Um, we discussed two different Full House rewatch podcasts, and we got some two different Friday Night Lights rewatch podcasts coming up for discussion. So yeah, be on the lookout. Listen to our season one as well. Uh, great shit. If I don't say so myself. Yes, great shit. Yes, I myself find my I, I myself finally find myself mostly misunderstood by our fans, and I've given up on them. But if you're in Vegas, <laughs> you can come uh, watch me do comedy. But uh, follow me on uh, Twitter at JeffXC. I'll mostly just be retweeting stuff. Uh, I've mostly been abandoned by the fan base, I think. <laughs> but you can catch me every week on Jim and Them. Dot com on the kick and you know what I appreciate the people still around but uh, I mostly dislike most of you and I think no you are, don't say that you guys don't They're understand just lashing comedy out. I feel like most of you don't See, understand comedy <laughs> this is your problem you're lashing out you're pushing people away I'm pushing people away uh, because most people are stupid. No, see, this is what happens. <laughs> so catch more flies with honey than okay. water. I guess I'll pander you, dum dums. And, no, uh, we're not pandering. I'll uh, I'll try to create more uh, palatable content for you retards. No, but until then, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you can follow me at JeffXC. Yeah, and uh, get to know me. I'm a pretty nice guy. Uh, but you guys have no sense of humor. <laughs> so oh, whatever. you. <laughs> I don't know how, uh, how to describe my relationship with a fan base other than they're stupid. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad they're around for you guys. Um, Mike's <laughs> not here, but I feel like Mike would probably endorse Goosebumps on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's like not amazing, but uh, Justin Long rules. Uh, I think I'm a couple episodes behind. It's uh, it's kind of campy. Um, kitschy, even? Yeah, a little kitschy. Uh, it's in the similar vein of, like, I think you would also endorse Five Nights at Freddy's. 
Um, both kind of gateway horror, so they're for kids, but I enjoy a good kid horror every now and then. Kid horror rules. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would say Five Nights at Freddy's and Goosebumps. Nice. Goosebumps on Disney+, Plus. Five Nights at Freddy's is on Peacock and in theaters. Yes, and a big happy birthday to Mike Steele, That's 45 right. years young. <laughs> yes. 45 <laughs> years young. Doesn't look a day over uh, 23. Compliment. Ymir huh? in the chat says, uh, we love we love you. Your fit's going hard, too. Thank you. I try to bring my fits. Follow me for my fits. <laughs> and uh, until next time we meet in person, you're like, that guy's pretty cool. <laughs> you can be like, that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, on that, I'm Jim. And we're them. And we're out. Word. Word.